We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to the LakersNation.com podcast. I am Trevor Lane. You can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane. Today, joining me is Sean Davis. We've got a lot to talk about. Day one of trading camp in the books. We've got some pretty juicy tidbits coming out of Lakers camp. We've got a game coming up on Saturday. We're going to talk a little bit about the schedule for this show as well. There's some really exciting things we've got coming up. Lots to get into today. Sean, how are you doing? Uh, exciting time of year right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's exciting time of year. Uh, in terms of Lakers basketball, it's this playoffs and then the draft. So I'm super excited to get started with the season. And let's go. Got basketball on Saturday. That's crazy to think about. That's right. There's actually a Lakers game coming up on Saturday, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, we've got a number of topics to get into in today's show. But before we dive into it, I want to kind of rehash the way this show works. So all summer long, all offseason long, we've been having our live shows take place on Monday nights and Wednesday nights. What we're going to do now is we're going to transition into being a post-game show, which is what we do during the regular season. So that means that during the regular season, and as well as during preseason, anytime there's a Lakers game, as soon as that game ends, you come over to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Lakers Nation, and you can join us for the post-game show. We break down everything. We talk directly with fans. It's a live show. It's an interactive show. So we break everything down with you. That show then gets put out as a podcast the next day. Now, for every game, you can also join us. I'm talking preseason games as well. Join us over on Playback. Playback.tv slash Lakers Nation will be right there. You can watch every game with us. Hang out with us while we're watching the game. We're going to talk Lakers basketball all through it. Again, an interactive show. So you can come join us over on Playback for every single Lakers game. Again, Playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. The other bit that I've got to give you in terms of housekeeping during August, September, the Lakers Nation podcast, we typically went about four days a week, depending on how the news cycle was. Now that we are full gear, the season is here. We're back to five days that a rhymes. week minimum. Every single show, every single day of the week, there's going to be a new Lakers Nation podcast out there for you. And, and on the weekends, if there's a game Friday night, if there's a game Saturday night, well, that just means you get really an extra Lakers Nation podcast because that night's post-game show becomes a podcast for the next day. So again, at least Monday through Friday, if not more, there's going to be a fresh LakersNation.com podcast 
out for you. Sean, we've got a lot going on <laughs> going on here. I'm excited to, to really ramp things up. But um, yeah, this is when we really kick things into gear in terms of how often this show is presented. Yeah, absolutely. And there's even some more stuff that hasn't been announced yet that mm -hmm. will reveal really soon. Um, so yeah, it's been a very exciting time for the channel and let's go. Yeah, that's right. We do have a couple, a couple, a couple uh, of little, little surprises coming, uh, which we uh, will unveil within the next few days here, which is exciting. But all right, let's let's talk some Lakers basketball. Let's get into what's going on at training camp right now. First, let's talk about Austin Reeves. So Austin obviously spent time at the FIBA World Cup playing all through the summer. Now, originally, his plan was just to shut it down for the summer, to rest up, to recuperate, to get ready for the NBA season. In fact, in one interview that he did, he even talked about how if the German national team had asked him to come play, which was a thing for a little bit, he was going to decline so that he could rest up. Obviously, when Team USA came calling, that changed. But because of that, the Lakers, despite Austin saying, hey, I'm good to go, I'm 25 years old, I can bounce back from anything, the Lakers are being very careful with Austin to the point where at LeBron's minicamp, he really just kind of hung out off to the side. He talked to us a little bit about that on the Lakers Nation podcast. He hung out with them there, didn't really do anything too strenuous. The Lakers now easing Le easing Austin into, uh, into action here at training camp as well. So, Sean, when you hear that, when you hear that Austin isn't getting thrown right into things, instead he's going to be ramping up a little bit. They don't want to put too much on him. To me, I think that's a really good sign that they're really valuing not just what they get from Austin, but they're also understanding how important rest is going to be for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that makes a, a ton of sense. One, it's unnecessary to throw them into the fire right now because you have the depth to where worst come like everything goes to crap. You can throw Torian Prince at the two and be like fine with it, right? Um, I think it's smart. You have is it seven preseason games this year or is it six i think it's six okay you have six preseason games you have training camp you have essentially three extra weeks to kind of fully ramp uh to, to fully ramp austin reeves back into starting caliber shape and i don't even know if it's shape that he needs to get into i think he's in shape it's just making sure that like you said he's not exhausted mm -hmm. i think this is a great situation where it's beneficial that you have a returning head coach and it's not a completely new system where he has to really be involved heavily into practice. You have to do two a days, which is something that Darvin Ham talked about them not doing this year. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was kind of hilarious that he said that he had to emphasize with not doing two a days. Cause that's definitely a, my opinion, like a college thing doing two practices in in one day just have one super long practice we're, we're grown adults here this is um, not this is not pat riley's training camp from <laughs> from the 80s where it was like hell week or anything like that that's, that's not what we're seeing. yeah um but no I, i'm excited I, I i do like to hear that they're taking care of austin they're being careful with them and i think the lakers players and the coaching staff know that austin is a big piece to what this lakers team wants to do this season I mean, we saw it on media day, right? LeBron and AD are taking their their picture. Who's the guy that gets brought in? It's Austin as Max part Christie, of the, right? the big three. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Max. No, it was Austin Reeves. Um, you know, uh, part of this too, it's 
making sure that Austin is ready, but it's also mitigating that concern because that was, you know, look, Lakers fans were excited that Austin Reeves was playing with Team USA over the summer. It was great, too, because there were fans of other teams who were saying very loudly that Austin Reeves didn't belong on Team USA, and then he wound up being one of Team USA's best players, which yeah. was, uh, again, like great, third best great, great to see. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But I know we were all holding our breath saying, number one, please don't get hurt, Austin. And number two, uh-oh, this is a really quick turnaround to go yeah. from playing with Team USA to suddenly you're into training camp with the Lakers. This tells you that the Lakers, they're aware of it. They're not saying just tough it out. They're going to bring Austin in a bit more slowly. Because of that, it almost makes me wonder, when we see Austin on Saturday against the Golden State Warriors, I don't think that's a that's a given right now, given the way they're handling him at this point. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, are we sure we get Austin this Saturday? Um, I know the uh, the other team a little bit up north, they're, uh, they're trying to play everybody. Uh, a little bit of desperation. I saw you put in the question, so I thought let's, I, I team off there. Let's let's <laughs> talk about that, uh, that a little bit. Austin, the Lakers may decide to rest Austin. And by the way, I don't care. I'm super, I don't, I don't if LeBron doesn't play, AD doesn't play, I'm pumped. They'll to, play for, for Saturday's game. Uh, yeah, they'll play at some point in they preseason. Should, at least I can't wait to see Jackson Hayes, to see Torian Prince, all the new guys out there, Jalen Hood, yep. you know, who we're going to talk about in just a minute. Even. Yeah, the, the rookies, all these guys, right? I want to see these Lakers out on the floor, even if that means we don't initially get LeBron, AD, Austin, all that kind of stuff. The Warriors, though, the Warriors said preseason game one, we're pulling out all the stops. It's against the Lakers. They're playing everyone. They're starting Steph Curry. They're starting Clay Thompson. They're starting Chris Paul, who is 57 years old right now. They're starting Andrew Wiggins. They're starting Kevon Looney. Like it's their regular season starting lineup in against the Lakers on Saturday. Now, maybe the Lakers will respond in kind. I would be surprised. Usually you don't see teams roll out their true starting lineup game, game one of preseason. One. What do you think this is? Is this I know the Warriors will say this is, well, we want to integrate Chris Paul. We want guys to get used to playing with him and that sort of thing. I kind of wonder if some of this is because they're playing the Lakers. Uh, I'm sure if they're playing the, the I don't want to say them because I like their team this year. If they're playing the Charlotte Hornets uh, first game of the preseason, I doubt it. They're playing all these guys against them. Maybe, maybe still play Chris Paul and, Maybe some of the other guy, like Chris Paul at Wiggs or whatever, right? But you're not mm -hmm. playing a potential starting five against the Charlotte Hornets in the first game of the preseason. Like, come on, let's be real. Um, but I I do think that the, the coaches speak is, yeah, you know, we're trying to integrate Chris Paul into the lineup, see if a potential lineup with him as Steph can work, yada, yada. Um, but, yeah, it's cute. We'll, we'll see them eventually. It's a lot of insecurity going around in the Bay right now. Um, I just think it's interesting that there, maybe that's it. Maybe it's, Hey, we want to build up their confidence after losing to the Lakers in the playoffs last year, but not the norm to see, especially veterans like Curry, like Chris Paul, like yeah. right? Like out there, Clay Thompson out there for a preseason game, but nonetheless, they're going to roll them out there against the Lakers. I'll be surprised, honestly, if the Lakers play their main guys, on Saturday, but again, I'm I'm pumped. I'm gonna I, I can't wait for playback. I can't wait to call the game and all that kind of stuff. Again, come join us, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Gonna be a and lot of fun on Saturday. There's no cap this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think you're right. I think no you're cap. Right. 
going to be a good time. Going to be a good time. All right. One player that I do expect to see, though, on Saturday, even if Austin Reeves does get rested, Jalen hood uh, he, after day one of training camp, JHS was the player that was shouted out by both Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell as having had a particularly good day one. And that's, uh, to me, that's fantastic to hear because we saw JHS, I would say he had kind of a bumpy summer league. Um, we saw he shot okay from deep, but we saw him struggle a bit with his jumper. You know, he wasn't able to really show everything that he had. And look, it's a small sample size, but I think Lakers fans came out of summer league. I, I don't want to say they were upset about JJ, but yeah, you know, a, a little bit concerned by what they saw out of, out of JJ. It's not like he went in there and dominated summer league or anything like that. Certainly. So to hear him getting praise, from now veteran players like Austin Reeves and, of course, D'Angelo Russell. That, I think, is a really good sign for day one of training camp. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, again, it's very, very early, but the Lakers scouting department, they don't miss, man. <laughs> they they just don't miss. Um, it's unfortunate that regardless of how well JHS ever potentially plays, it's always going to be we should have taken Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Um, but... The Lakers, they they really do love JHS. Uh, uh, they're, I think, enamored with the potential long-term fit of both JHS and, and Austin Reeves together in the future. And to hear JHS really, really playing well or being a, a, a guy that kind of stood out um, in training camp is, is really encouraging to see. And I think he has the tool set to do it. Like, like we've talked about, um, really talented pull-up shooter, especially in the mid-range area, can finish super just built physical guard mm-hmm. that can also defend uh, potentially at a high level. Um, and I think he's a guard that Darvin Ham's going to love having on his team, a point guard that Darvin Ham's going to love having on his team in, in the future. So it makes a ton of sense. I don't know if he plays a ton this year, but it's, yeah. it is regardless super encouraging to hear that JHS was one of the more positive takeaways from day one. Well, and one of the things, one of the reasons why the Lakers drafted him to begin with was his work ethic. They were a big believer in how hard he works. And if he's showing out day one of training camp after having a bit of a rocky summer league, I think that that validates that to some degree because he's talked about putting in a lot of work from summer league to now, yeah. right? O- over you know the rest of July, August, September. And so if he's already kind of turning heads, that that validates that. Yeah, he really did put in a lot of work. He's grown since summer league. I can't wait to see what he brings to preseason play. I'm with you. I don't think we're going to see a lot of him during the regular season. If we do, it probably means there was some kind of an injury or something like that. But nonetheless, we're going to get a glimpse of how much he's developed during preseason. Maybe he's going to spend some time with the South Bay Lakers, but long-term, this is a guy who projects to be a very good defensive guard, who's got that pull-up game, who's got great size for the position, which was a key for the Lakers and all of their signings this year, having that positional size, certainly somebody to keep an eye on. And the fact that he's already getting praise day one of training camp, that's definitely a positive and makes him even more of a player to keep an eye on. While admitting that some of it could be D'Lo and Reeves trying to you know, pump up the rookie and, and all that kind of stuff. But still, the fact that he's getting this kind of positive uh, press here day one, 
And that's that's a really good thing. And I'm excited to see what what he can bring. Yeah, super excited for JHS. All right, let's pause for just a moment and give a shout out to our sponsor. And that is Game Time. You know, Game Time is a fantastic way to buy tickets to your favorite events, whether it's sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever. You can find all of it on Game Time. They have flash deals and last minute tickets. So if you are not much of a planner, you're the type of person that wants to just go find something and do it on the fly. You find yourself with an evening free and you say, what am I going to do? You can open up the Game Time app. You can find an event near you. Off you go. And the great thing is they have the Game Time guarantee, which means you're always getting the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time credits you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are that they are going to be giving you the best price every single time. And the tickets go directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email or anything like that. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our code LakersNation for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LakersNation for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. I'm glad I uh, downloaded Game Time, Trevor, because I completely forgot there was an FC Cincinnati game tonight. And like light, light, I promise you, this is not a part of the bit. <laughs> but um, now I don't have to worry about it because, like you said, with Game Time, you can get my tickets right now as you're talking about it. So nice. All right, you're gonna you're gonna go check out some uh, some soccer action there. I didn't know you were you were a, a soccer fan. I didn't know Cincinnati was a soccer town until I went to like one game working uh, in oh. event for a basketball team. I'm like, okay, never mind. Cincinnati, they they love their soccer. Yeah, that that is for sure. That is for sure, and it's great to see. It's great to see the growth of the sport in the in this country. But I, I could talk about soccer a ton, so <laughs> I won't I won't go down that rabbit hole. Instead, let's talk about the Lakers starting lineup. Jared Vanderbilt was caught in training camp. Wearing the jersey of the starters. Now, as Jovan Muha of the Athletic noted, Jared Vanderbilt was among the players wearing purple starters jerseys. Other players included LeBron, Anthony Davis. These are guys that are Austin Reeves. These are guys that are clearly going to be starters. And there was Jared Vanderbilt also wearing that jersey. Assuming this was Darvin Ham tipping his hand, which we don't know for sure. But if this is Darvin's initial thought from what the media saw when they went into training camp today, if this is his initial thought that Jared Vanderbilt is going to be the fifth starter alongside Reeves, D'Lo, LeBron, AD, what are your thoughts on that decision? I th- my initial reaction is it's the right one um, because I-, I just think adding a legitimate, you know, great point of attack defender, one of the 10-ish best isolation uh, perimeter defenders in the entire NBA and Jared Vanderbilt is a huge plus to your defense. I am praying to God we get more screening actions with him, especially for like D'Angelo Russell this season um, that can kind of negate some of the negative gravity he will pr- he'll bring offensively. But he could also negate that himself if he said like what he said is true, that he has improved on his on his three point shooting, his finishing, his handling, etc. Um, although I will admit, Trevor, I kind of been leaning more towards I what I think what's going to happen. It'll be Rui. I 
for like a week, the last uh, week or so, I kind of maybe since our conversation with Mark on the mm-hmm. live show, I want to say last week, I think since then, I kind of been, eh, never mind, they'll probably just go with Rui. But um, I, I still think this is the right decision. And now I'm not saying this like I'm relegating Rui to the bench, but he can be your sixth man of the year coming off the bench and just be this microwaveable scorer. Now your bench scoring punch is Rui, Christian Wood, Gabe Vincent. Torian Prince would chip in some points with his off-screen ability. Uh, I mean, Cam Reddish can even be a potential scoring option. Uh, Mac, like, I'm not worried about the scoring with this team. So why add more scoring to the starting lineup? Or with that starting lineup, you don't need that. You really need more of a wing stopper on the perimeter. And I think Jared Vanderbilt gives you that. So I'm hoping this is what the lineup is, Trevor. But I'm not completely sold until uh, uh, October 24th. You know, that kind of begs the question. You mentioned it a little bit there. If Jared Vanderbilt starts and Rui Hachimura comes off the bench, a.k.a. LeBron's understudy, yeah, could Rui make a run at sixth man if he is the, the first sub off the bench for the Lakers? If the Lakers are a top three seed and Rui averages 15-ish points, yeah. Right? Might not, I mean, might not even have to be 15, but like 14 to 16 with some Off rebounds the in there, with some rebounds, efficient play. Like I said, Lakers are winning. Yeah, because how many like true six man candidates are there right now? Right. I mean, there's you've got. See, we've seen over the years that the prototypical six man has been that kind of microwave score that can come in and get hot in an instant. You think about your Jordan Clarkson's. You go back further. You talk about, uh, you know, Jamal Crawford. You talk about Lou Williams, players right. like that. Rui can put the ball in the basket. But I also think, and he talked about this in media day, there may be opportunity for him while he doesn't start to rack up even more minutes as a closer. Closer. So if he's... I love that he said that so much, by the way. Right? I mean, that's that, that's that important. Mentality. If he's getting those minutes too, that's just going to boost his stats that much further and maybe enhance his case to be that, that sixth man. I love that mindset so much. Maybe this is the high school coach of me dealing with players that just care about starting. But like, dog... If I'm going to start, but I'm only going to play 15 minutes, but I can come off the bench and play, I don't know, 25, I'd rather come off the bench and play 25 minutes than start just so I can hear my name call for the title or whatever. Um, So I'm super glad that Rui has that mindset to where I don't really care who starts. We have a bunch of dudes. I think this has been the sentiment. Austin's kind of said this, not with regards to the starting thing, but this – Lakers roster is ridiculously talented. I mean, it is to where like Rui can kind of have the mindset to where I don't really care if I start, if Vando starts, because we won a ton of when Vando started last year, Torrent, whoever, but I want to help this team win. I want to help contribute. And I mean, I think he kind of knows that in crunch time, he's probably going to be the dude out on the floor. So who who cares if I'm going to start? Kind of like Tyler Hero his first couple of years. Now he probably wants to start now in Miami, but um, just that mindset in general is a massive plus in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And this is something that, you know, we heard similar sentiments from a lot of Lakers players at Media Day about them being willing to do whatever the team needs them to do. Hopefully that's something that continues into the regular season. But um, I think Rui maybe could be a sneaky pick. I don't want to be I don't want to be too biased here, 
But if he does wind up settling into this six-man role, he could be a sneaky pick for six-man of the year. Get all the way biased, Trevor. What are you doing here? <laughs> hey, I already look at th- things through purple and gold lenses, but I have to try to be as objective as I as I possibly can. <laughs> while, of course, again, look at Every once those, in a while. those purple and gold lenses, right? Um, Jared Vanderbilt, if he does start... I want to say this, though. Like, there's there was... Uh, glimpses of Vando wearing the same jersey as the starters. There's also a clip out there of Jackson Hayes playing with. Now, all you can see is on one team, it's Jackson Hayes, it's LeBron, it's AD. On the other team, it is Torian Prince, it's Christian Wood, and it's Rui Hachimura. So you can't see anybody else. But that kind of sounds like the bench unit going up against the starters are you surprised about Jackson Hayes being in that? Let me, I, maybe I should rephrase. Do you think there's actually a chance Jackson Hayes starts? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't really. If you were going to do it, I guess Denver might be the ideal matchup because there isn't a Jokic stopper, right? right. But I think, I think the Lakers recognize that. And I think the NBA knows that. But the Lakers kind of, I think, idea in terms of limiting Jokic is we got bigger out on the perimeter and we got more bigs that are versatile to where we could play them together and go, hey, if AD's on Jokic, okay, cool. Jackson Hayes is going to help weak side and try to protect the rim. Same mm-hmm. with Christian Wood and, and vice versa, just mix those three guys up. I think they kind of be Ruri in a very similar sense too, based off how he performed in that series on Jokic. I want to say it was like game two. Was it game two where Ruri was really, really good on Jokic and we thought we found uh, something? I believe so. It was either game one or game two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's kind of how the Lakers are going to tackle this Jokic problem. And I think it's going to be by... You know, we're going to play against Denver. When do we play Denver again after this first time? That's actually a really good question. Let me see. Oh, after the 24th? When do when they play the them a second time? Yeah. Uh, is it really February 8th? Yeah, that could be. That late? Sheesh. Let me see. This is bad podcasting. But the reason why I bring that up is because I think that could be a day where the Lakers are like, okay, Let's get creative. I mean, I don't want to use creative because I think that's maybe weird. But yeah, it is February 8th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get, let, let, let's try some things out. We got these big, these versatile bigs here. Let's see Christian Wood and Anthony Davis together against Jokic. Right. Let's see Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes yeah. together for a sustained period of time against Jokic. Because I think that's kind of how you have to approach these Nuggets games this year. You have, you have three games against Denver, February 8th, the 20, uh, 24th of this month, and then March 2nd uh, at Crypto. You have two games in L.A., one in Denver. And me personally, Trevor, that's how I'm approaching these Denver matchups uh, where I'm kind of first game. Maybe I'm more with, with our principals because it's the first game. And I'm trying to get everything honed down mm-hmm. and set the stage for the rest of the year. But February 8th, March 2nd. OK, we got a little bit of a better picture of how the season's going, how the potential playoffs might go. And that's where, like I like I just mentioned, 
Christian Wood and Anthony Davis play together a little bit more than you would expect, right? Jackson Hayes, AD, more lineups with those two to uh, kind of get a glimpse so that if you do match up with Denver in the Western Conference Finals, we're not kind of going in there with one arm tied behind our back trying to, you know, make up stuff on the fly, kind of like how we did last year because it was a brand-new roster based right. off the last time we played them. Yeah, and this, this team, you know, I, I, I'm not going to buy in too much to just seeing Jackson Hayes with those guys in training camp, but this team does have the versatility, as Darvin Ham talked about this, to play big, to play small, to play a lot of different styles. And so I do expect to see them experiment with a lot of different things and maybe a bigger lineup with Jackson Hayes in there with AD or Christian Wood in there with AD is something that we're going to get some looks at throughout training camp. Maybe we'll see it during preseason a little bit uh, as well. By the way, Darvin also kind of scared some, some Lakers fans. He mentioned potentially putting out a lineup with Gabe Vincent, D'Lo, and Austin Reeves all on the floor together. And, of course, that just triggered the PTSD in Lakers fans from last season when we saw Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, and Dennis Schroeder on the floor together. My, what a difference a year makes, by the way. But that three-guard lineup, I feel like, has soured Lakers fans on smaller lineups in general. And so hearing, I, I saw the conversation on social media, hearing Darvin already say, that that could be a lineup with all three of those guards on the floor together. It it's already got Lakers fans feeling some kind of way. Yeah, like they're tagging me in the in the freaking tweet or whatever the video. Yeah. I'm like, dog, <laughs> what what do I have to do with this? The, the the funny thing though is that yes, Russ, Pat, Bev, Dennis was awful. Why? Because all of them struggled to shoot the ball from, from outside. And all of when them it, were 6-1. Right. When it was D'Lo, who's 6'4", with a 6'10 wingspan. When it was Austin, who's 6'5". When it was Dennis Schroeder, those three on the floor together. The, the advanced metrics, actually, they did pretty well as, as a group. We just instantly go negative anytime we hear three guards because we were all burned so badly last yeah. season pre-trade deadline by those three guard and sometimes even four guard lineups my gosh that was Jeez. a mess so like if you're three guards now i think they're i don't know if this is in that same video but i saw something where it was like three guards with lebron like okay yeah that's i'm, I'm drawing the line there but if your three guards are Gabe 6'3, like uh, i don't know if you mentioned gabe but gabe 6'3 uh d-lo 6'4 with what you say 6'10 weeks man yeah He's Freaky long, which is crazy. Oh, godly, uh, Austin Reeves, six five, and then like those are your three guards, and then you pair them with a Ruby and an Anthony Davis, or maybe that's where you go two bigs, and it's Christian Wood and Anthony Davis. Like, I'm not pro three guard lineup, I, I want to get down the record so this isn't misaggregated, but like, that's not bad, all things considered, especially where the big problem with the three-guard stuff is from, like you mentioned, Dennis, Russ, and Pat Bev, where, I mean, regardless of how bad that roster is, we should have never gone to a lineup with those three together. Well, it was also mentioned, the three guards, so Gabe Vincent, D'Lo, Austin, Torian Prince, and uh, LeBron. That's a lineup. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I draw the line. That's, that's a pretty small lineup. Now, I mean... I guess it, you could get away with that playing Golden State. Sure. What do we play Golden State? Saturday. 
I mean, like regular season wise. Uh, regular wait. season, unfortunately, the Lakers don't see Golden State until later on, until which January. means which means Draymond will be healed up. Yeah, January twenty seventh. January. Yeah, Draymond is going to miss. Sounds like at least the first few weeks of the NBA season, but the Lakers do not get Golden State early on to miss like Draymond Green. Golden State four times in three and a half months. Be seeing a lot of those guys. Be seeing a lot of those guys. All right. Let's finish up, though, talking a little bit about Christian Wood, his defense. Now, Jackson Hayes, we saw some clips of him playing with AD. Christian Wood, not so. In fact, he was playing opposite of Anthony Davis. He's playing on the other team during training camp today. But Darvin Ham raved about his defense and how communicative he was with his team. So what are your thoughts on, on this? Christian Wood drawing praise for his defense defense to me that is that's absolutely fantastic that's the best news you could have heard uh after day one of training camp um yeah i'm trying uh, maybe the best news you could have heard in general outside of like everyone's healthy everyone's healthy or cambridge is coming in looking like an all-star i don't know maybe that's like drastic or delos coming in maybe this more realistic delos looking like all-star version of D'Angelo Russell again, which mm-hmm. he, reports like D'Lo was really, really good today. Um, but, you know, regardless, um, yeah, I, I think if Christian Wood is locked in, play, and he if Christian Wood plays well defensively, just, just write the check, or write, write the... Uh, I really, really think, if you can guarantee me Christian Wood plays good defense this year, Trevor, as long as we're healthy, we're winning the chip. I, I don't like to get too confident, but if Christian Wood's playing good defense and we're healthy, we're winning the NBA championship this year because he is a 17-point-per-game player. I'm not saying he's going to give you 17 with this Lakers team because it's Braun, Austin, AD, uh, yeah. Rui, D'Lo, Gabe. Like you have a bunch of dudes that can score the basketball, right? But talent-wise, he's a 17-18 point-per-game scorer. That's going to unlock even further unlock this Lakers half court offense. You're telling me that we got another six ten dude that's semi competent defensively. I'm not asking for it to be good, just competent defensively. Then yeah, I, I don't I don't know how you, who you, who beats the Lakers, Trevor. And I'm already optimistic of pairing him next to Anthony Davis. One point that you pointed out was we didn't see him next to Anthony Davis today. So this is Christian Wood by himself. Mm-hmm. Taking that extra initiative to be locked in, committed to playing well on the defensive end, um, I'm I'm super curious. That's gonna be maybe the biggest thing I'm watching for come Saturday night is how do the Lakers try to utilize Christian Wood defensively to get the most out of him on that end? Because that might be the biggest thing you can give Darvinham credit for last year. He made the most with bad pieces. Now you got him some good pieces, but a little, you know messed up around the edges like christian wood's defense can he uplift that that's gonna be that's gonna be huge for the lakers outcome this season well and this is big not just for the lakers this is big for christian wood christian right? Wood. because this is this is the the big question for him right if christian wood comes in and averages 17 and 7 or <laughs> let's say on this lakers team 14 and 5 or something like that and shoots well from three but he's a turnstile on defense. He's having issues in the locker room. Then everybody around the league will just say, yep, he is who we thought he was. Christian Wood talked all about 
this false narrative on on media day. He talked about a false near narrative about him and that people have it wrong. The way he proves that everybody has misjudged him is by playing well defensively, by doing the dirty work, by hitting the glass, by being a great teammate, doing all the stuff that people say he is not. And day one of training camp, we're not even talking about a preseason game. It's far too early to celebrate or check that box. But so far, so good, because this is exactly, exactly what Christian Wood needs to do. The scoring is going to be there. We've seen him do it throughout his career. The scoring will always be there for him. The question is, can he do the other stuff that helps a team win? So far, Darvin Ham saying, yep, he's doing it. Hopefully that's something that continues into the regular season. Last thing, my favorite part so far about this team, and I know we haven't really seen them yet, is something that kind of like I get a similar vibe from from that championship team in 2020, especially in like LeBron's uh, like celebration and post game interview. Right. It's like this pissed off chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Like mindset. The AD have that quote today where he said like the motto is like it's something related to chip. Am I making this up where it's like AD is like a chip on his shoulder and like that's the goal for the team. So a double entendre. Am I making this up? Maybe I don't know. There have been a million quotes that have come okay, out in the, la in the last two days. So I don't recall no what specifically he talked about Denver. Uh, I know that. So maybe you're yeah, pulling something from that's there. That's my but... point. So like Austin's talked about Denver on this show. Even Austin's talked about it. AD's talked about it. Now bronze mentioned it. Uh, Christian Wood is kind of has this chip on his shoulder to prove himself. D'Lo has like this gigantic as she should chip on his shoulder to prove himself. I don't know, man. I, I got a really good feeling. And it, it's great to see like these guys are all super, super motivated mm -hmm. and seems like they're playing for each other and they got this pissed off. I got something to prove attitude, which is great to see. Yeah. Hopefully it persists. This team is locked in right now. Obviously there's a long, long way to go. Um, but starting from this place, that is a great thing. Much easier said than done. Having that same attitude, that same chip on your shoulder, if you will, come January come February, but nonetheless, good start so far. And it seems like the guys are all bought in as of this moment into doing what it takes in order for this team to win. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode of the LakersNation.com podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash LakersNation. Again, that's where we have all of our live post-game shows. Come join us right after every single Lakers game. And then, of course, the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you do give us that five-star rating and review. That is also a great way to help out the show. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua, and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter, and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film, and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.